0: What's going on, Trophy Kids? we got our Match Madness episode here. We're breaking down the entire bracket, giving our picks, talking about some upsets we see, the big games that we like coming up here. It's a great one. Let's go. <laughs> and welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is March 17th. Happy St. Patty's Day to everybody. I'm the only one apparently not wearing green today. I mean, we're recording this on Tuesday, but happy St. Patty's Day to all my Irishmen out there, and for really everybody. We're all Irish today. Um recording this on Tuesday. It is tournament time. We are going to break down the brackets. we got Dante and Tim on today. How are we doing today, gentlemen?
1: Doing well. Best time of year. Yep. Best it time of year. It is
0: one of the best times of the year for sure. And it's nice because the work from home, I get to have it on my TV, just hanging out in my room. I don't have to pretend to do work while watching tournament games at work. It's the best part. Absolutely.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. That's the only downside of doing taxes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> It is t- you can see the spike of what channel is True TV.
0: Yeah, True uh, TV loves this time of year. A lot of Impractical Joker commercials headed our way. Um, mm-hmm. Are they still in the air? I think, I, so. think,
2: I think so, but I think HBO bought them. Interesting. Really? I think so. Don't I could I, be wrong. Don't, don't quote me.
0: Don't know if Does I love True that Does True TV movie. have any other shows then? The Repo show. I think
2: Impractical Jokers is holding <laughs> that up. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like that and that Repo show. Um, <laughs> right. But before we get to the tournament, let's talk about the Indiana. We're going to keep in the college basketball realm because the Indiana coaching hire has seemed to take over everybody's collective minds. I don't know how it's it's come so into national media, but there's rumors of Rick Pitino maybe getting an offer. Brad Stevens is obviously the hot name that India, Indiana fans want. What are our thoughts, gentlemen, on this? I mean, there's a lot of openings right now in the country, but Indiana still somewhat of a premier job, I guess. I don't. I don't know. I mean, kind of, right? Still, still kind of premiere. I think
2: Indiana, since it's yeah. such a storied program, like even a casual college basketball fan wants Indiana to be good. And they haven't been good in, I don't know, 20 years, <laughs> basically. Um, so I, I think they're, that's it. I, look, if Indiana doesn't call Beeline, I think they're stupid.
1: Yeah. I see that? But I also could see Beeline last in, like, two years at Indiana. They run out their coaches they do. immediately. And yes. Beeline needs to groom his four- and five-star kid – or four- and five-star – to two- and three-star kids up to be able to play within a system. So that that's an interesting one to me. The one that I immediately dismissed, like everybody else probably should, is the Brad Stevens hire. Mm-hmm. However, I looked it up. Brad Stevens would most like, not most likely, would make more money at IU than he does with the Boston Celtics. I looked up his contract; it's only like three point six million a year. And Mick coach? Mick Cronin <laughs> makes four million a year. Jesus.
0: Yeah. I saw that. I mean, he did just get the I extension. I mean, Brad Stevens self-esteem. could
1: automatically sign for $5 million a year, and nobody would bat an eye because Easily. if you didn't notice, the IUAD did drop the Cuban Center or something along those lines in his conference, and a private donor fully funded Archie Miller's buyout.
0: Yeah, I $10 mean, million. That's insane. Right. Yeah, the money's there. The question I think it always comes back to is, one, Brad Stevens has some unfinished business in the NBA and wanting, and and by unfinished business I mean wanting to excel. Mm-hmm. Now that he's kind of, now that Tatum and Brown have really kind of gotten past that young phase, they're now sort of entering into more of the prime of their careers, um, and I think it's hard for a college coach who is not in in dire straits with their organization the NBA to take a step back into college because while the NBA presents different challenges I'd have to imagine the work-life balance let's say is a lot better for an NBA coach than it is for a college coach and he is a family man so I'm sure he gets to spend more time with his family as an NBA head coach it's a little less of a pressure cooker than Indiana will be so does the money ultimately matter I mean money does talk but I'm gonna be surprised if he just hightails it out of Boston.
2: Yeah, that was my question. Like, is it worse for him to deal with Celtics fans or IU fans? What, which one is a bigger headache? And I, I gotta say, it must—they're both IU. bad. They're bad. But are like, we <laughs> I mean, slightly leaning towards IU fans being worse?
0: Yeah, because the Celtics aren't like. They're obviously popular in Boston. Don't get me wrong. In Boston fans, when the city turns on you, it is a nightmare to be a coach, a player, anything in that anything. city. As yeah. a Boston <laughs> fan whose family's all from Boston, love the city, but, like, you know, it's got a dark side to it um, in multiple areas. But because the Celtics aren't – I mean, they're they are a big deal, but they're not the biggest deal in that city. I mean, the Pats, the Red Sox, the Bruins, I would, I would argue probably take a higher precedent – well, actually, I don't know if that's true, but they're just not the top dog in Indiana. That's all they have. I mean, like if you're an Indiana fan, that's all you really have going for you. I mean, the Pacers—it's eh, a basketball state. It's the Hoosier state for a reason. So I think that pressure cooker is a lot worse. Is essentially what I'm trying to say than it is in Boston. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. On it. Yep. Uh,
2: I don't know if I'm Brad. I think if I'm Brad, I, I stay put.
0: Because the other thing, too, is like in the NBA, like in college, when you're always recruiting 365 Mm -hmm. in the NBA, you don't have that grind. I mean, you're it's a different type of recruiting and scouting, but like you don't have that same obligation that you have. Like I think the pressure cooker, the time commitment, all of that, the life is a little bit better as an NBA coach. If you're successful, than as a premier college coach, just my two cents. Yeah. I've never been either, so I don't really know. But I would have to also imagine. Also, the,
2: the way of bringing IU back to glory is another factor there.
0: It's a lot. I mean, he is a Midwest guy. He is from Indiana, yeah. right?
1: That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. he's from Indiana. Yeah, yes, I was definitely. trying
0: to do it in my head. And his wife is from the somewhere. He in the was United. an assistant
1: there, too, I believe. Yeah.
0: So, like, there are some ties there. You know, it's not out of the realm. I just, I don't. I don't foresee him giving up the job, the Celtics job to go yeah. to build an organiz to build a program from scratch, essentially, at Indiana. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And a few of the other ones, too, that are namered, uh, rumored in uh, Scott Drew and uh, or Scott Drew or Bryce Drew, which one I, I always get them confused. I never get them right. <clears throat> <Sound clears> the <throat> Baylor coach. Um, yeah, but I I, I always get the, the dad and the son confused. <laughs> um, but, but anyways, whichever one it is, um, to try and leave Baylor a job at Baylor, the way he's been doing things, or Chris Beard from Texas Tech. Like, they're trying to just say and throw all the money in the world at those two guys. And it's like Scott, Scott- Drew. Scott Drew. Okay. Yeah. Bryce Drew was his dad then. But he's from, I mean, now that I think about it too, he's from the Midwest clearly because he played at Valpo. He played and his dad coached at Valpo in Indiana. So
2: here's the thing is Baylor to IU better or is yeah. that a lateral move? I would say no. Yeah. Lateral at best. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not leaving Baylor to go to, no. I, I guess, Texas Tech maybe, but Texas Tech is. You know, quiet, not even quietly, loudly becoming a a basketball school. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's like you're trading, like for Baylor, it makes zero sense because you're an established program now in not the best conference, but like right up there is one of the best conferences in college basketball. Yeah. And you don't have a money issue and you're going to trade that to go into the currently hardest conference in basketball to build a program from scratch. No fucking way.
1: Um, and you are at a football school, so you're not getting any pressure. If yeah. Nope, yeah. It in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. It's all gravy. Yeah. It's all
0: gravy at Baylor. <laughs> Um And then the Texas Tech thing, same kind of argument. Like you you're built, like you've, you're not established, but you're kind of established in a way. Like you're, you're right there. Like why, le- once again, also a football school. Why leave to go build a program from scratch in the toughest conference currently to build a program from scratch from? Mm -hmm.
2: At the toughest program to build to build back up to Bob Knight level success. Like it's just not gonna happen. Like that
1: makes no sense. That is that is the other wrinkle too. Chris Beard's kind of a a Bob Knight disciple. Like he was an assistant under Bob Knight at tech when Bob Knight was at Texas Tech. Um now. That being said, he grew up under Bob Knight at Texas Tech, not Indiana. Not Indiana, right? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is true. I mean, and again, you know, here at Trophy Kids, we're not a proponent of Bob Knight. Don't Mm. throw chairs at people or abuse your, verbally abuse your players.
0: No. I remember they had that walk-on. Do you, do you ever watch that walk-on show on ESPN? Yes, that yeah. was my favorite show. Dude, insane. Like, there's no way that would be able to be aired nowadays. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> worry. no worry. He no just no. takes the ball from the point I couldn't he coach it too much and punts the ball <laughs> into like, the,
1: the up, upper level of the stadium.
0: Yeah. It's insane. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Indiana's just not a job that it used to be. I mean, they're going to get a good coaching candidate, I think. But, like, it's just... You got to go to a lower tier school, like not a big, not a not a school where the athletic department has money, and the coach is somewhat established. I think because I don't, I don't know many guys that are going to want to move the move to Indiana for that.
1: Yeah, there's think. one guy that I'm willing to get rid of too. His name is not Travis Steele Trophy kids. I'm talking Dave <laughs> Fife on Michigan State. The other, <laughs> my on? other team. <laughs> <trying to> <laughs> he can go. Fife <laughs> yeah, the
0: Steele thing is not happening. Steele hasn't had any success nearly. Well enough to get an IU type of job. Um, nor do, I. mean, he might take it if he were offered it. But like, well, also, IU said they're not necessarily looking for
2: someone that's a
0: head coach too. Yeah, I mean, so, we'll see. We that, shall see. It's a. It's definitely like that program is in dire straits for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Which is why they can't just kind of pick out of the bucket who they want. Um, they're not a yeah. blue blood anymore. No. Nah. But. Hey. You know, Let's talk about the tournament, which is lacking a lot of blue bloods, which some believe is kind of putting pressure on Gonzaga this year to really win it all. This is an interesting bracket. We're gonna go left to right. We'll go all the way down the left side, then we'll talk about the right side of the bracket. We'll kind of go through cool. each each section here. but I mean that's the big thing. I mean, you do not have the Kentuckys of the world. you don't have the Dukes of the world. like Villanova's they're not a blue blood, but they're banged up. like these big time programs, there's a lot of opportunity here for potential chaos. We're going to start with the West. High level, what are we feeling here? And then we can kind of hammer down on some things.
2: That the Zags run the table here, I don't think they could have given the Zags an easier (laughs) path to, at at the very least, the Sweet 16.
0: I couldn't believe it. I could not believe the bracket (laughs) they gave Gonzaga. Like, especially after how dominant Gonzaga has looked and how good they've looked, the committee just gave them I'm not going to say a cakewalk because March Madness is never a cakewalk. And this year you have the added pressure of quarantining these players. Like, mental toughness is going to be the biggest thing that nobody can account for now because these kids can't do anything. They basically live in their rooms. They can go to practice and then go to the games. And that's, like, it. Um, They couldn't go to practice
1: until, like, today, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's,
0: like, it. That's their only movement. Like, there's no haircuts. There's nothing. But they did give Gonzaga the easiest route to at least the Elite Eight. I think like that top mm-hmm. of that bracket is should be an absolute cakewalk for them. If it's not, then that is the most embarrassing thing probably ever for a program.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm, no, they
1: they wouldn't have lost to a 16th seed. Okay. Yeah. They're Fair not now. Virginia. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of Virginia, Virginia's of in this bracket, in
3: bracket.
1: Yeah. A little bit of a sleeper in that
2: bracket is uh, Virginia. Now let me start by saying Virginia stats are garbage. Like, literal garbage um but they have a good team um Sam Hauser is shooting better than 50% from the field um and they're like they're going to beat Ohio they're so much better than Creighton it's not even I, I i think i think Virginia walks through both Creighton and Ohio to meet Gonzaga in the uh, in the sweet 16 Well, speaking of that
1: too, if you're thinking of that uh, one of those feel good stories of the tournament, I mean, if you look at Ohio, they got that point guard on their team who averaged like two points in high school, and then randomly got a call to a um, a prep school, and then he was even playing on the C team at the prep school, not even on the A team, and they got because he wasn't getting playing time on the B team, and he wanted to go down with his buddies on the C team, so he did that and then he finally got called up on the 18 cuz he was playing well and just started clipping some of his highlights, sent them to Ohio and got and got the offer from Ohio and he was like a Pistons writer for fan-sided and he had no hopes of ever really playing college basketball and now he's one of the leading um, I believe leading assist um Guys for leading assists in the country.
0: Hmm. Ah. I, I this is what I knew. This game I had highlighted. That is a fantastic story. I was not familiar with it, to be honest. Um, I was interested in this opinion because UVA's had some COVID issues. They are a yep. slow paced team, so I think that works to their advantage because they're a team that looks for efficiency. But Ohio shoots fifty percent from the field. They're one of the most efficient teams in the MAC. Um, they don't kind of. They get the most out of their opportunities. I I have Virginia advancing right now, but I'm honestly somewhat concerned mm. because, one, I look at it, okay, slow pace basketball, it's such a grind, it's such a weird thing to go against in UVA with that system, but they're going to be rusty, I would assume, because of their COVID issues. We've seen teams struggle hard, Baylor, Xavier. Obviously, they're not UVA, but like we've seen teams... Kansas come back from COVID breaks and struggle. Does that way at all here? Because I'm I'm a l i am i am i have them just like you playing against Gonzaga right now because I feel crazy not picking them here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I am concerned. It is one of those games where I, I circled upset alert for sure.
1: Yeah. Ohio I, I like the Ohio I like Ohio in this game.
2: Ohio is ranked seventy-eighth in Kim Palm. I understand the COVID issues, in, in its heart. 16 and it's hard. They are 16-7. and I don't think Ohio ha- – the one thing Virginia can do well, even if they're not going to score points, which Virginia is not a, a scoring team, is no. they can defend without fouling. And if you take away the two guards at Ohio, then who's going to score?
0: That's fair. I, I don't disagree. Okay. I'm
2: asking That's the question. The level right. of yeah. competition is what's going to be a factor. It's they, going to be a big factor.
1: They put up a fight against Illinois, though. I they mean, did. That Jason Preston that I just talked about they earlier, just, he put up 31 points against Illinois.
2: We shall see. I guess I won't. Look, I want to put a disclaimer out there now. I There is no upset that will surprise me this year. <laughs>
0: that is for that sure. Is
1: very true. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, would say sure.
0: if you're feeling frisky, <laughs> yeah. I put I would I had Ohio initially picked, but then I was like, you know what? UVA is still the more technically talented team, and it's their scheme. If they were another basketball team that relied heavily on offense and getting up and down the court, <clears throat> I may say COVID's going to play a bigger issue here. But because they're such a slow, grinded-out team, their system like you can sort you can't plug anybody into it, but like all their guys. Can kind of I would I think you could plug in and be okay against an Ohio, um, yeah. Not against the Gonzaga, yeah. but against an Ohio, it was just it's a it's circled in this bracket as my big kind of upset watch outside of the Creighton UCSB game, which I have nothing on UUCSB. But people that get paid a lot of money to talk basketball have been t- talking nonstop about how this is an upset alert.
2: That Creighton, I'm telling you, Creighton is a is Creighton. maybe the most fraudulent team besides Syracuse.
1: Yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. Creighton's not that good. Yeah, I mean, we beat them. <laughs> we did. Yeah. We also
0: shot really well that night. Um, and it was senior night, so you know, put that in the yeah. in the, in the tickler this, file.
1: This bracket almost makes me some of the most uncomfortable. Like, I I feel like I feel like Iowa should not go that far because I think that they're somewhat fraudulent. But they, I mean, they play Oregon. I think they play USC or Kansas. And it's just like I, I don't I don't see them really playing against anybody to where they're gonna not beat Gonzaga in the Elite Eight.
2: Yeah, they're going to. Yeah, they're uh, Iowa is going to pass to Luca and then pass out and hit threes. Like that's all they're
1: gonna do. I think Oregon. Like every time I say problem. that, when
0: I think Oregon might beat them. Okay, I'm just saying that
1: every time I say something like this when I. I I think a team's not that great, but I don't see them losing to anybody. They always lose (laughs) in like the second or third. They always lose for sure um, in the Sweet 16. Sometimes they'll lose in the round of 32 every time I say that about somebody.
0: So I actually have Oregon because they're healthy finally and they've kind of gone on a streak here. Mm -hmm. Because I just – I think Iowa – I was really hot on Iowa earlier. But I've, I, the more I watch them, the more I'm like, this is a number two that seems like they're just going to sink hard and fast. Mm-hmm. As soon as they get a team that can kind of push it on them, like they're just not – like they rely too much. luca has been interesting, I'm going to say. And they rely too much on that kind of kick-out shooting style. Like I think they're going to have problems with Oregon. And I'm not entirely sure the Pac-12 doesn't have two representations in the USC – because of Evan Mobley and what he can do. I'm not convinced cuz Kansas Kansas's times has looked really good and at times will looked really bad from what I've watched and looked at. But I wouldn't be surprised if we got an Oregon USC in the Elite 8 game. Not surprised really? at all. I don't I don't think with so. I don't all, think it would either. be all that
2: surprising. Wow, I think that's controversial. I'm sorry. I'm i ladies and gentlemen, I think that's Here's my that's thing.
1: I you looked, said you said you would see any upset.
2: I do, but Oregon Oregon, USC, and the Elite
1: Eight? He, but here's my thing. I mean, USC has come on kind of strong. How many... I'm agreeing with Nate on that. How oh many... Oh no, I, think it was Oregon.
2: I like USC. That's not what... I don't think... Oh,
1: the would, Oregon thing? It's the,
0: it's the Ducks here that I'm not liking. So that's... It's a risky one. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But they've what? Won seven, seven straight? They're hot. Like, their their style is complete... They don't, they don't turn over the ball from what I remember when I did my research. And I just... I would just, like... Every year I feel like there's a team that comes in that should do better than they are, and Iowa feels that way to me. It just feels like they're going to be—I don't know. I have a bad feeling about Iowa. That's my concern. Like, I totally could see them destroying the Ducks, too. I'm more doing it of I have a bad feeling about Iowa, and that's why I'm picking them to lose to Oregon, more than I have a good feeling about Oregon.
2: I should put it that way. According to 538, you're right. Oregon has a better chance of advancing than than USC does
0: which is weird that's weird to me i i look for teams that have one guy who like really dominates when it comes to tournament time and i feel like evan mobley is that kind of guy that just is going to take over games and absolutely dominate and those are the teams that like randomly usually it's a guard that does it but like it randomly just takes off um
2: oh and oregon versus usc elite eight is neck and neck Telling you. Mm-hmm. This is just, I, I'm doing it That's because ugly. It, I don't want to see that. I, I have sorry. a bad feeling about <laughs> Iowa, man.
0: I just got a bad, bad feeling about them. I once again I think Gonzaga just runs through this, but I got a bad feeling about Iowa. It's just which it's,
2: brings me to a, a, it's a gut feeling. Because we're talking about USC that Drake versus uh Wichita State. Uh does Drake has have, have any chance in a Cinderella story to beat Wichita State? <laughs>
0: I, guess, I don't know
1: maybe? are they getting yeah they, no is,
2: is a heavy favorite
1: the, so drake lost like
3: mm-hmm.
1: one or two of their guys from what i remember vaguely yeah. i haven't really followed them but i know they lost some people are they getting them back I, or is it I, just... that's what I, I don't know any other than
2: i think they got shafted in the seating but, like, MSU, which we will talk about, I really don't Drake know much here? Here's the, Here's what I'm saying. Like, for your mid or like, even your lower-tier mid-majors, like, I think Drake... Drake deserves to be in the tournament versus, like, again, a Syracuse.
0: <laughs> you really don't like Syracuse, too. No. Well, okay. We're going to get Syracuse. there. We'll get there to Syracuse. <laughs> we will get there. Um... Yeah, so I think we're all in agreement. I don't know if there's anything else you want to bring up within this bracket, but I have I mean, because I just kind of walks through the West, I think. Um,
2: yeah, thank you, yep. Zach, Got that. I don't envy anybody picking that Oklahoma-Missouri game. Good luck. Oh, yeah, I just,
0: I went to Oklahoma and just called it a day. I was just <laughs> yeah. like, flip yeah, a coin, those, call those it a game.
1: Those eight, nine games it don't really matter anyways. You just kind of pick it and move on. Like, good <laughs> luck.
0: like just, yeah, forget about it. Um, All right. Let's talk about Michigan's bracket here. They, Ooh. I we said they were one of the hottest teams in the country, and they have not looked great. This East bracket looks like a cluster to me right
2: now. It like, looks like upset Central over here.
0: A hundred percent. I mm-hmm. like. I hate. I'm gonna right now. I have Michigan in the uh, Elite Eight, and I apologize. I said Oregon, USC in the Elite Eight. That was the Sweet Sixteen. Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, not 16, Elite Eight. Yeah. I said that earlier. My bad. Um, yeah. But I am very concerned about Michigan's path here. I, this whole bracket just feels like you said upset Central. It just it feels like a bunch of lower seeds knocking off higher seeds. This entire bracket yeah. to me. Talk to me about this it.
2: this bracket. If you if you're Michigan and it Livers, I don't know how serious his injury is, and I don't know if you guys. Know. Oh, it's a stress
1: fracture. It's a fracture in his foot. Like, so I don't. St- I don't see him coming back. They were talking about that on the Bellini show up here. And as Michigan State fans, we know how stress fractures go. Yeah. They don't go well.
2: No. I hope he recover that is not no. Yes, as a a fan who has witnessed a couple players go through stress back, fractures. Uh let's not. Here's my thing. If you're Michigan, you want LSU to win that game because you do not match up well with the
1: Bonnies.
0: Do they match up well against LSU Kay. though? I watched not that really. LSU Alabama game, and I've got really. I've got a lot LSU of concerns.
1: Can be good and bad. LSU yeah, is LSU hot and is cold. Streaky. Yeah, they're, they're not. You can dude. catch LSU on a bad day, and they'll be fine. But if they catch LSU on a good day, that they, they be blown out.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at. Like I watched that <laughs> I watched that Alabama LSU game, and I saw that, and that's my big concern. That and then potentially Florida State. I have them, and then like Michigan eventually potentially playing Florida State. Um, mm-hmm because of how long and just lengthy they are. But the LSU matchup scares the shit out of me for picking Michigan to go all the way to the Elite Eight because I don't I don't think they match up against anybody coming out of that 8-9 well. At least what they've looked like. And that's the other thing. There's like those hot momentum teams, which there is one team that everybody has been high on in Georgetown, which we'll talk about here in a second, um, which I think is a disaster waiting to happen for anybody picking them. But... <laughs> <laughs> like, I look at this, and Michigan, like, they just haven't looked good at the end of the season. And can they get back to what they were – when they were playing so dominant and really earning that one seed? Because LSU or St. Bonaventure would scare the crap out of me in that second game.
2: Yeah, they – I mean, they're fighting the injury bug, and I, I do not hear yeah. them. Yeah, because yeah, they
1: had Eli Brooks go down, and then that now they have livers going down. So they, they – They've been struggling not because of they haven't been playing well. They've been struggling cuz they've been losing some guys.
0: So I guess if if that's the case, who do you have coming out of that top half of the East because like I've got I got Colorado beating Georgetown. I think Georgetown is a mediocre team at best who got a relatively easy run in the Big East. Don't get me I'm a Big East homer and they won the tournament and they played great. <laughs> but like they made all their field goals in the Villanova game. They beat a Creighton team who was reeling after a very unfortunate use of the of a word. Um, if you if we're giving him the benefit of the doubt, which I don't even know <laughs> if we do, because why is that even in your vocabulary? Yeah, why is it there? Um, And you played a, a, a bad Marquette team. They played good. They deserved to win the Big East Championship. I just, I don't know, man. I think that's going to, I don't like them there. I don't like Georgetown. I um, will say this.
2: I don't know how good Colorado is. I have not watched a lick
1: of. Yeah, right.
0: What I've heard yeah. is they've got a point guard that can go with them. I've
1: heard he's kind of good. Yeah, yeah,
0: and, I mean, I just don't. I think I think Georgetown is so hot and so talked about that that's just, like, extra motivation for Colorado to really kind of gear it up. It's a dumb logic, but that's my gambling brain talking here. Like, Colorado knows they're on upset a lot. On upset at watch because yeah. everybody's talking about Georgetown, so like they're they've got that like mentality of like we cannot, similar to like Villanova here in a little bit, like we can't be the upset here.
2: Yeah, if you're asking me who I'm pulling out of there, and people are gonna hate this, um, and I don't like it either, I think I'm pulling Bama out of here
0: out of the whole thing.
1: Who I mean, te- that dude, them- UConn's a tough matchup for that's them. That's the biggest, that's the biggest. If is the Texas, Texas. Alabama?
0: Game, yeah, if it's
1: that's a, who's it, gonna come out of this this uh, thing because
0: yeah. whoever be, we
1: between when Texas, they're, they're, yeah, dude, Bama I think they're, when they're hot. They're hot.
0: I don't disagree. I have Texas coming out of this whole bracket.
1: Okay, but so we're not too far off from you. no. But
0: I also have UConn giving Alabama fits, and that game being closer than people think. UConn is a tough ass team. Like they are, they're sort of flying under the radar. Like they are, they're tough. Like I don't. I'm not saying that Alabama isn't going to win that game because I, I think like if I go into that betting that game, I'm probably going to bet Alabama. But I think UConn, yukon has got a shot there stylistically and matchup wise to beat Alabama. And I just, it's too much of a risk for me to have Alabama come out of this bracket because I think there's a potential for a huge upset there. But I think Texas, I got Texas coming out of this bracket as well.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm. That's not as controversial as your Oregon USC.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm telling people right now Hurley's got those boys. The UConn program is getting back up into fighting and shape. And this team is, they're feisty, man. They are. I'm high on UConn coming into this tournament. Probably higher than I should be. But I, I just. So.
1: I think your Biggies bias is yeah, showing through. Maybe. Biggies is coming. Um, but I'm just saying because they're, they're good, they're but, tough. Uh, yeah, but I've got They're Texas, tough, I
0: got Texas beating Alabama in the next one. I
1: otherwise. don't, I don't see Bama doing too much.
0: Do you have Michigan going to the elite eight or do you have them out before
1: that? Right now? I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I flip flop on this. It's like, I either take LSU cause I know I don't like Michigan, especially without livers. Uh-huh. Um, but then it's like, if I take LSU, then, they might lose to St. Bonnie. Like yeah, yeah. I I have no idea which way to go on this one.
2: And then I got Florida that, that State LSU Bonnie that Oh,
1: I... It's it's these times where I thank God for gambling. Um, <laughs> because I can just gamble on individual games and be fine with it.
0: <laughs> this is true. This is so, very true.
1: A
2: funny thing about this bracket, um this happened once before in the year uh, 2003, um BYU can't play on Sunday. If they win and advance to the Sweet 16, we all have to do a reschedule. Really? At least, yeah. Uh, the NCAA either forgot about this thing, <laughs> or they don't think BYU is making it to the Sweet 16. Well,
0: you take a me. little bit of both. And <laughs> they do, yeah, they got to go through Texas if they win that game. So I, I think it's a fair, fair. I'm high on Texas. Obviously, I have them in the Final Four. My biggest thing is like I don't know what to do with Michigan at that LSU spot and then I got Florida State in the sweet 16 and I cannot put Florida State in the Elite 8. But like they're I mean they're the same team they are every year. They're just they're a problem because of their size and they're athletic enough that it just is like it, they can cause chaos. Like that whole top of the east is just chaos to me.
1: Yeah, I have no idea what to do with this with this bracket at all. No.
2: What do Nate what do you have for the split MSU UCLA?
0: Uh oh, I have MSU winning that and then uh, BYU. I. B- Mick, Mick Cronin is one of the worst coaches when it comes to the tournament. Like as <laughs> as a you as a Xavier fan, any big game we Anything know. Game. Yeah, he he, that man turns into a puddle. Um, like <laughs> the South Pole elf comes out in him, and he just turns into an absolute absolute puddle the brain melts um as a xavier fan we are very familiar with his unfortunate meltdowns uh well not i shouldn't say unfortunate they've worked in our favor multiple times but uh especially in tournament time it is rough sledding so yeah i have no i have i think that msu will win that game <laughs> and,
1: and i was upset to see him go to lsu UCLA. for a simple reason UCLA. ucla i was upset to see him go to uh ucla because i knew the devil that we were dealing with at uc
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is true this is very true
2: but a team that is being just dismantled right now
0: oh my goodness
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you want to talk about an issue um yeah a coaching issue there's there's one across the city yeah in cincinnati and it does not have to do with Xavier,
0: no, uh, <laughs> at all. <laughs> I know Xavier fans love to rip on steel, but just count your blessings—we didn't get the boy from Nku a couple of years ago.
3: Oof. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oof. Players transferring, coaches out of there, assistant coaches out of there. It's, it's bad. It's a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that, that's a program falling apart at the seams. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any and other thoughts? Trounced in Bo- the, the
2: uh, their conference tournament.
0: Yes. Yep. Any other thoughts before we move on to the South Conference or the South uh, side of the bracket? Um, Nope. All right. Good luck with the East. Yeah, the East is just a minefield. All right, let's talk about the South. This is an interesting one to me. There's one of my favorite teams, which we kind of alluded to a little bit earlier, but this is the brag with Baylor. Baylor is my big who the fuck knows what we're going to get with them because are we going to get pre COVID Baylor? Are we going to get post COVID Baylor?
2: Here's my favorite thing about Baylor. I've never seen a team play a team an elite team play Defense so poorly. I've watched that last game, that West Virginia game. I don't know if you guys watched <laughs> it. There were times where Baylor just let West Virginia shoot, and then all five players just turned their head to <laughs>
3: the
2: rim to see if the ball was going to come off, come off or not. So I always say this with Baylor—not always, but my my girlfriend hates it. I was like, Baylor is never Baylor is just trying to outscore you. They're not trying to do anything else but outscore you.
0: This is true. <laughs> I am worried about them. I have them going very far because I just. I can't figure out who's going to stop them, but I'm scared because I think that North Carolina-Wisconsin game, I'm giving the edge to Wisconsin because of the conference play, um, the better backcourt, I think. Mm-hmm. Then I got the Villanova. I got Villanova still winning against Winthrop. I know that's like controversial out there because Gillespie's out, but Villanova's still the more talented team, I think. I think they're going to be fine in that game. But then the, you match up against Purdue, which the Purdue-North Texas game, I'm betting the under. I don't even care what the number is. Um, (laughs) No no, points will be scored. No points will be scored. Zero points will be scored. But then that's where it's like, who's going to stop Baylor from getting to the Elite Eight? Like, Purdue, Villanova, Wisconsin? Um, you know. I don't know.
2: I don't know. In this bracket, like, you got Texas Tech, right? They're my favorite in this bracket right now. I
0: don't know yeah. if I'm going to have them go to the final four, but I lo- I'm very high on Texas Tech. Texas I like Tech is Texas a little tech,
1: bit of a but problem. Is I like Arkansas. Oh yeah, Arkansas
0: <sighs> too. But this, is not-
1: a, this is the same exact thing that happened with the uh, with, with the last bracket that we just talked about. The six. Oh well, no, that's two three. So we don't have another one. This six three matchup is uh, something to watch, and this is one of those matchups that i am circling and i hope we get
2: yeah if i'm ohio state i definitely don't want to see virginia tech i'd much rather see florida
0: same i have virginia tech winning that florida game though but then i don't know this is another where i'm like i don't know if ohio state pulls that out
2: i don't yeah i think virginia tech beats florida too
0: and then the texas tech thing I'm so high on Texas Tech because they're sort of like they're a better version, in my opinion, of what I was trying to say with UConn. Where like their mentality is just tough. Like every game I watch, win or lose, the style of basketball they're playing just feels right for the tournament. Like they're just mentally yeah there. It is also, Texas
2: Tech will play your basketball. Yeah, they'll play. They'll let you play whatever you're running. They'll let you play it and still beat you.
0: They ebb and flow so well. It's insane, mm-hmm. dude. It's absolutely insane. Win or lose any game, I'm just like this team. Like the whole time, I'm just thinking like this is a style for the tournament. Like what they just adapt. It's whatever, um, which yes. is impressive. That's what
2: I was looking for. Adaptability. Texas Tech is very, very adaptable.
0: Yes. So they they're my I have them playing against Baylor, but then it's like I don't. I don't feel good about putting Baylor in the Final Four, but I don't know if I feel great about putting Texas Tech in the Final Four here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Texas Tech came out of there. I know who's not coming out out of there. OSU isn't coming out of there.
0: All right. Yeah,
1: I don't see that going yeah. too well either.
0: Do we think they? I have them losing to Texas Tech, but I am nervous about that. I have them playing Virginia Tech, and I, I, I didn't have I'm great with,
1: feelings.
2: With um, with Tim here, I think Arkansas might come up come out of here.
0: They're good too. I know. Yeah, it's... I like
1: Arkansas. Oh. I like an Arkansas Baylor matchup. It's a it's just it, it's tough. That the Texas Tech Arkansas game, it could go it's either tough. way. It breaks I mean it's gonna be like a coin flip, and then you'll see whichever one wins that game is gonna face Baylor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's kinda Do how not I guess put... I
1: was trying to I was trying to avoid my big twelve bias and <laughs> did not want to see Texas Tech against Baylor just because of that.
2: Yeah. Do not put Gonzaga and Baylor in the final four. One of them will be
0: I done. That's my thing. Yep. And I don't think it's going to be Gonzaga because of their bracket. So <laughs> yeah. that's where I'm no, like, it I, should not be Gonzaga. I can't put Baylor in, but then I don't know who the hell to put in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, out of this bracket. Yeah. I'm with you. I, that Arkansas, Texas tech game is, is kind of the one I had circled too. That's like make or break for this bracket because yeah, I think whoever like wins that game Texas. is going to the lead eight. So pick your poison, I guess. Yeah. Do we have any? Do you think there's any chance? I have Purdue beating Villanova, but I don't mm-hmm. like that. You guys are much closer to the Purdue, like, as far as watching them more than I have. Any shot, Purdue can beat Baylor.
1: Honestly, never considered it.
0: Yeah,
1: I did. I think, Baylor. but because uh, I think now that you're making me consider it.
0: That's going to be the Hanger. matchup.
1: There's a possibility. I don't feel confident about it. Um, but they got a
2: 25% chance to beat Baylor, according to 538. I got
0: them beating Villanova, which puts them against Baylor. <sighs> Baylor beats Hartford in Wisconsin or UNC. And that is my kind of like, ooh, that could be – it's interesting. Because, I mean, their dudes are just – I'm assuming they're the same. I've watched, I think, two games of them, and they're just tall – yeah. Pretty slower slower physical. Yeah. Yeah, they're physical yeah. and they play a slower style of basketball, which is not great given Baylor what Baylor wants to do. But <laughs> yeah, they are physical. Yeah, Baylor wants to run. That's the question mark. I don't know if you have any thoughts, but that's my big one. I don't know. If you wouldn't have said maybe.
2: anything, I would have just said, No, Baylor goes on through. But now maybe the upset comes there. Uh, Purdue what I'm versus thinking.
0: Baylor. That's yeah. I'm thinking long and hard
2: about Baylor that. Baylor is the suspect one seed for yes, sure. 100%. Well, obviously Michigan, but they
0: they have they have injuries, so yeah. that's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew what you meant. Without if you took away if it, Michigan was fully healthy, yeah, Baylor would be the the oddball out here. I think as well. Which brings us to the Midwest with Illinois, who I think is playing the best basketball right now in the country. They're on the
1: streak. They are playing so well.
0: They are playing very well, and I hate but to say I it.
1: But I think they're, yeah. I, I don't know. I think they're playing the second best basketball in the country right now.
0: It's insane what they're doing, and they've got not an easy bracket because you've got no Georgia Tech not out of that Loyola bad. game, I think. Oh. And then you've got pick your poison: Oklahoma State, Tennessee, and then you got that yep. lower half of that bracket where. I don't know what's going to happen with that lower half cuz I don't love Houston as a two, and there's some other teams in there I'm going to ask you about Rutgers Houston here in a little my bit. Team. Dude, I'm Really? I'm yeah, worried about them. I love them. Houston. All right, well that makes me feel a little bit better, but this is Now I'm
1: feeling a little bit more confident.
0: I got Illinois coming out of here, but this this makes me nervous cuz this is this is Iron Sharpens Iron if they can come out of this and make it to the final four. Yeah,
1: so I love Oklahoma State. Yeah, Oklahoma State is
2: good, but if you shut down um Cunningham. Cunningham? Uh, Cunningham? Kate Cunningham.
1: Yeah. Yeah, hey, Cunningham. Yeah, yeah. If you
2: shut him down, who's scoring? That's my I mean, problem. He was out.
1: Who's, the, who's that other kid that was scoring a bunch? The, the freshman point guard as well.
2: He I ended got up Tennessee scoring a ton. Them. But did, he, did that store, scoring production, because I don't know, stay up while when Cunningham returned?
1: I don't remember looking at the details. <laughs> but I believe he still put up like 15.
2: So here's why I like Houston. And it's purely, purely, purely... Statistical, here they trounced y'all arch rivals in that game. <laughs> Just murder yes. them. They're ranked six in the kim Palm, and they do something better than almost every other team does in the country. And Tom Izzo loves it. They rebound, top ten, and rebounds. That's big. It. I'm telling you, if Houston. If I didn't like West Virginia so much, I may have Houston versus Illinois um
0: for the Elite 8. Interesting. Okay. So West would... Virginia
2: is just good. They're playing they're clicking at the right time.
0: So I was wondering about that San Diego State West Virginia cuz I got this is also the Syracuse bracket so we can talk about Syracuse here. No.
3: Syracuse. <laughs> I
2: hope San Diego State beats Syracuse by hundred million.
0: I think San Diego State is going to beat them, and then I don't know. I like the coach there. I like what San Diego State has done. They kind of got screwed last year because they had a very good team last year. Mm-hmm. Do they even have a shot against West Virginia?
2: Oh, they do. No, no, that three six there is the same as the bracket before. That is a toss up, literally a toss up, and I'm looking at five thirty eight. It's 49-51 it's literally a toss-up. My gut
0: initially said San Diego State, but I have not watched nearly enough basketball on these two schools to have a, a full opinion. But I went, I went San Diego State, but you're so high on West Virginia, I'm now reconsidering. No,
2: I'm not as like. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not as high like. I really San Diego State is always my sleeper team like I always pick them to do it mm-hmm. they always fail they always get tripped up or like lose yep. a very close game and I'm just like ah San Diego State so maybe this is their year that's that's why I'm a little sour on them cuz it's cuz it's one of those ones when you're in the office bracket and someone is like who took San Diego State to the sweet 16 <laughs> you're like it was me <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I want to say I did that one one year and they screwed me. I I liked them last year. I thought they were a very good basketball team last year. It was very interesting to see what they were going to do tournament time. This year, I don't know. I don't love this. Like I have Illinois coming out of it, but dude, this is the Game of Thrones bracket. Everybody here is deadly. Like This is... Yeah.
2: Except I think Rutgers is going to get... I mean, I, I think um not Rutgers. Yes, I think Rutgers is going to Upset Clemson.
0: Good, I have that one. All right, really? I'm yeah. glad I'm not off on that one. I I didn't like that Clemson was there at the seven. I took Rutgers. I was like, you know what? It's Big yeah, Ten I think basketball. I
1: didn't, I didn't like Clemson, but I do not like Rutgers that much either. No, no, no. no. I, I, but
2: I think they I think they got it. I think um, Rutgers there is going to benefit from playing hard, uh, much for harder schedule.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where I put it. Was like Rutgers, you know, went through the ringer in the Big Ten. They're a little bit more battle tested. I don't love Clemson. I took Rutgers based on that. I, the Big Ten kind of bias I took is what, what I want with. That. I have no Big Ten bias outside of like they're the best basketball conference. So like if, <laughs> if it's coming down to my if it's coming down to like all right, what am I going to do? I am going to lean for the team that's coming out of the best basketball conference who's played the hardest schedule in conference compared to a team that played in the ACC.
1: Which All is right. a good confidence. So but. so I did finally find it on Oklahoma State. It's Avery Anderson. He did put up twenty oh, against yeah. Baylor and Cade Cunningham put up twenty-five. So he still gets he still gets he still a bunch get, of shots. Too.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And
1: I mean, he took thirteen shots. Cade Cunningham took sixteen. So he still gets volume now once Kate got back. He just got a a boost of confidence once Kate went down. Yeah. Well, you got
2: to step up. I don't know. I think the other thing with Oregon State is I only watched a couple games this year, so I could be wrong. I don't think they're that big, right? I don't know. Yeah. And Oklahoma Illinois. State? No. Yeah. I would not. That would not my opinion. Oregon, oh, State. Oregon State. Oh, Oregon State. Gotcha. Oklahoma no. State. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. All right. So we did all this. What? Who's the double-digit seed most likely to get the furthest?
0: Double-digit seed? Yeah.
1: Um,
2: let go
0: through here. Let's see. Do I have? Any? I, have
1: I got
0: none. I got Rutgers going yeah, like one.
2: Mine is the one that I have is uh, Virginia Tech.
0: Yeah, I got Virginia Tech. See, I didn't have them beating Ohio State. All my all my d- double digit seeds win a game, but then lose the second one is what I have. They right lose game. second round. Yeah. Yeah, second game. Yeah, yeah. so they don't get to the second well, weekend, or I guess the same technically, weekend technically. I
1: Oh, you have Ohio winning. Because if Ohio wins one and UCSB, I I have them playing UCSB because I don't think Creighton's very good. That's what I had initially, (laughs) but I
0: couldn't do it. So
1: so I'm looking at Ohio versus UCSB, so it's like, well, I guess it's Ohio going all the way against Gonzaga. That's what I had, and I was like, this feels
0: (laughs) too insane. I feel like I'm taking acid. Yeah.
1: Yes, that was if, that was why the that bracket I felt like has the most chaos there.
2: If Ohio plays Gon- Gonzaga, <laughs> is
1: that even a game like worth no. watching? <laughs>
2: Yeah, oh. yeah,
3: like, I
2: wouldn't even show those,
1: up. You, you hammer Gonzaga because you know that they don't even have a spread that goes high enough if, to set that game. If, line. if I'm
0: on, <laughs> if I'm on the Ohio State or the Ohio team, I'm trying to get a false positive and just call it a night. Like I'm not yeah, even just, trying to get to the arena. Yeah. <laughs> I need it's to start sneezing and coughing points. uncontrollably everywhere <laughs> right beforehand.
1: It's, it's got to be a 25-point spread before I even <laughs> consider going back. the other way. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, not that Creighton would fare any better, but at least they've played competition, like, you know, like maybe the competition factor away in there.
1: Yeah, right. Maybe Zagorowski figures something out. Yeah. I, that's but. like it ohio
2: versus the zags no that's not or us or
1: ucsb like i just i couldn't do it what else am i gonna do there i got a 12 versus 13 matchup who's gonna play (laughs) (laughs) it's fair
2: (laughs) so the one thing that scares me about this tournament um is that besides um whatchamacallit uh Besides the one that um, you called out earlier, um, uh, Nate, the Winthrop over Villanova.
0: Villanova, yeah, is that a lot of experts have? I've been here Winthrop, but be BYU too. You cut out. I missed everything after you said a lot of experts. I don't know if the audio. Oh, a
2: lot of experts have so. A lot of experts have, if MSU beats UCLA, that they'll beat BYU as well.
0: I don't hate that at all. I don't hate that either. Yeah. I just don't yes. think, <clears throat> in my bracket, it almost doesn't matter because I don't think there's any way Texas loses in the first set of two games. Like so, I just, No,
2: Texas versus Michigan State is no. almost similar to Ohio <laughs> yeah. Gonzaga. That is going to, that's going to be a game not worth watching, yeah, <laughs> if oh. that
1: happens. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have Texas going to my Final Four because I don't – Alabama's too streaky. Texas is a little more consistent, and they have kind of players everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I don't like Michigan. So it's kind of uh, <laughs> who's left.
0: Yeah. it's I don't love this bracket this year at all. And I don't know – it's going to be a weird one because there is – there's the unaccounted factor, like I said earlier, the mental factor. Like I would lean heavier on teams with more seniority if you're betting because, like, these guys can't do anything, and that's gonna that's gonna wear on players as it's as they start to get through this. Um,
2: we also don't know which teams are gonna get COVID because somebody's gonna get it.
0: Yeah. Yep. We have no idea. And just what you...
1: because he says seniority, that does not mean bet Wisconsin. I mean, I know they're all 26 years old, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: seniority.
1: <I'm- laughs> seniority just means playing two years in college yeah. yeah
0: more like they've been to a tournament before and like have have gotten some basketball under their wings um mm. are a little bit more mature is what i would go with um but yeah it's gonna be an interesting one so what are your final fours national championship picks here
1: i went against dante's rule i have gonzaga texas baylor and oklahoma state and then gonzaga versus oklahoma state
0: Damn, you got Oklahoma State in the Final Four? I I love
1: love
2: Oklahoma State. I got um, the
0: Illini. (laughs) Yeah, I got Illinois as well.
2: Um, I really don't. I have not picked that Baylor bracket. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. I've not picked that one. Um, The Zags and Bama with um,
1: the Illini versus the Zags.
2: That's what I got. So you're just avoiding
1: that one right now because yeah, Baylor. Yeah, I don't so, know. You you're trying to uh, stay away from your rule, but you are gonna end up picking Baylor anyways because <laughs> there's nobody else up there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do with that bracket. It's like they purposely set up that bracket for Baylor to come out of there when they shouldn't have. Well, they did the
1: same thing to Gonzaga.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's
1: nobody there. I don't <laughs> like Iowa. I
2: don't, I don't I think mean...
1: that they're gonna be that great, but. They don't. They don't really come in to play with anybody. And so. How
2: upset would people be if UNC and or Wisconsin just wiped the floor with Baylor,
1: dude?
0: And then we get Purdue versus mm. Wisconsin or North Carolina or villanova yeah. Because I don't think Villanova is yeah. winning two games. I mean, maybe they do, but like that would be Jake Wright's greatest coaching job. It ever. It makes me
2: want to take <laughs> Texas Tech out of there. I'll take the six.
1: In, That's what yeah, I've got. In a, in a world with less. Emphasis on brackets and more emphasis on gambling. I love something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like I've got. Right now, I'm gonna take Texas Tech out of there. So the the Illini, Texas Tech, Zags, and Bama.
0: We've pretty much got the same. Then I got I got Gonzaga, Texas, Texas Tech, Illinois, and then I got Illinois, Gonzaga, with Illinois winning the national championship.
2: Yeah, I think I like Illinois winning too.
0: That's what I got right now because they're just... No, Tim, you hate that. I mean, they're set up for some epic failure, but they're just so good right now.
1: That's the problem. I think the three best teams right now are, in my mind, are Gonzaga, Illinois, and Oklahoma State.
0: Okay. All right. That's not crazy.
1: I mean... I just had to make a decision in the Elite Eight.
0: The Elite Eight
2: this year is going... Is going to be better than the Final
0: Four. Oh, it's going to be absolute madness. It's yes, going to be insane.
2: Yeah. It's going, it's going to be
1: especially better. if I mean a Texas-Alabama matchup, a possible West Virginia-Houston matchup, and Illinois-Oklahoma State. I mean, you iowa Sumo versus uh versus Kate Cunningham is just yes. something that I cannot wait yes. for. That's, that is a um review right there. Even something like Arkansas against Ohio State. It's all. Yeah, that's
2: what I'm saying. The Elite Eight is going to be. It's all the matchups you like when you when you play those stupid tournaments in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that.
1: Yeah. USC Oregon. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's Sweet 16. You yeah. got versus
3: Ohio. First,
1: first yeah. time <laughs> <able to, laughs> I'm ever able to watch the Pac-12 because nobody gets the Pac-12 network, and it's all that they're on right now.
0: Yeah, that is true. Um. All right. Except in
2: that East bracket, whatever. Well, no, Texas versus Bama. That top of the East bracket.
0: That top. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Michigan just They've got the Sunday scaries for the rest of the year until this is over because that is that's a nightmare to try to get through the first week. I mean, it's I keep saying first weekend, but it's all I mean, the games start Sunday, the second mm-hmm. round. But you get what I mean. That first batch of games. Just getting through those that first like just getting to the elite eight is a nightmare for michigan yeah Mm -hmm.
2: but i don't normally feel sorry for the wolverines but an injury bug is an injury bug that it is spade
0: is a spade all righty any final thoughts before we wrap this up
2: we got to talk about very quickly the announcer matt rowan yes who um had some choice words for some young ladies kneeling during an, uh, I believe, Oklahoma basketball, high school basketball game, Uh, he decided to drop a couple, or a N-bomb, an an N-word bomb there, and um, blamed his racist tirade on his type
0: 1 diabetes. Could not believe that that came out of it. Like, one, that that word came out of his mouth. Two, the excuse he gave was
1: that shit crazy.
0: I could not believe you. it.
1: Chef's kiss. It was it was insane. If you could write a textbook what not to say um and a textbook I mean I'll I'll call it insincere uh, apology because yeah. when you look at something like this when you say I'm a family man, I have kids, I'm a good Christian. Oh, by the way, I also have type 1 diabetes. That's what got me to drop an N-bomb. Like It reads like what? an onion
2: article. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I never <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> I was like, he
1: didn't say this, did he? Yeah, he didn't raise really
2: say- it. <laughs> um, just so every all the listeners can know, my mom uh is a type one diabetic. I've um helped my mom for the past twenty plus years manage her diabetes. Racism is not a symptom of type 1
0: diabetes. It's not. Dropping that word that's in your vocabulary (laughs) that easily is not a symptom of type 1 diabetes. I don't have it but I can guarantee you that word coming out during your broadcast is not a symptom of that. That's a word you're all too familiar with and too comfortable with to have that. It's kind of like the uh, what's his face, the Reds announcer when he dropped the hard F. Uh, F, yeah. Yeah, like that's not a Like, when you're just slinging that around at work, like, you're way too comfortable with that word to be, like... that
2: smoothly right back in the broadcast and, like... Yep.
0: (laughs) Like, if if you're willing to say that around, like, work colleagues... And I'm not saying that you should be saying that word ever... Both. Like, I'm just, like... It shouldn't be part of your vocabulary. But, like, if you could just say that when you're on the job, then that is a word that you use very comfortably in your private life. In my opinion. I don't know the man, but, like, I couldn't even imagine... Being less than buttoned up at work, so if you're just dropping that, that's that's a sign that there's it's not the diabetes. We'll just say that
2: (laughs) Matt should never touch another microphone again in his life.
0: No, he should find a new profession. Mm -hmm. Absolutely should. Hundred percent agree with that. That you is have a- to have integrity ins-
1: to do this. Insurance, here he comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real estate and insurance. No, real estate or insurance. Yeah.
0: Or enterprise. I hear they hire you know a lot of athletes, a lot of people in, in the sports or community. Or MLM. Huh?
2: Or an MLM. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's going to sell you some uh, prepaid legal. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, I think that'll do it. You have anything else before we wrap this up? Nope. Uh, you know, good luck with your brackets. Yeah, happy hunting. Uh, hopefully
2: we see MSU win um, against UCLA and possibly against BYU. I think that's the furthest they, the as far as they can go.
0: I would agree with
1: that. May the gambling gods be in your favor. May the yes.
0: gambling gods be in your favor. That is damn good ending there, Tim. It's going to be a good one. We'll see how it plays. As always, peace. Peace peace